Welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 338 of The Big Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. I think we've got a a really cool show for you today. So it's earnings season. Uh, all of the big players in digital are giving their you know, quarterly reports or their annual reports, depending on how they structure their fiscal year. And I like looking at their uh, quarterly earnings call and their annual reports and the like to see what the big digital leaders talk about. You know, the AgFam, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft. I also look at people within specific industries. So folks like Spotify, folks like Shopify, folks like uh, Expedia or Booking.com. Now, some of them have not yet reported. The only folks that I can consistently point to at the moment are the AgFam, right? The, <laughs> you know, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft. And there are a number of trends that I think are worth noting as we talk about being digital leaders and building digital companies. There's so much we can learn from these folks. I talk all the time about having a core and explore strategy, and you can't build a core and explore strategy, meaning uh, core put, you know, 80% of your efforts, put the bulk of your efforts, 90% of your efforts into the things that you know work. And, you know, save explore, you know, 10%, 20% of your time, your budget, your resources to test new ideas. Well, you can't have a core and explore strategy. You can't have a core and explore approach if you don't know what core is. And the AgFam, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, are going to have a better sense of what core is than anybody. They're also really not a bad source of knowing where to explore. But what's interesting is where you see the themes that run across all of these companies. And this time, there were quite a few themes that really resonated, some of which we've seen before, but I just want to show how they underscore why these things are important. So the first is that we are still living through a generational shift to digital. If you look at the earnings of these significant players, they're all killing it. They are all absolutely crushing it. Um, you know, we're seeing double-digit growth across the board. Just some random headlines. By the way, none of this is meant to be stock advice. I can't tell you whether or not you should invest in these companies or not. I can only say these are the trends that have appeared that are interesting to your business as a business person and as a digital leader. But, you know, will these companies continue to do well? I'm not the guy to ask for that, right? Past performance is no predictor of future success and all that kind of stuff, okay? So just some, some quick numbers, though. They're all up double digits for the most part. 
Apple is up uh, 11% last quarter. It Its annual year is a little different. Uh, its fiscal year is not a calendar year, so they were only talking uh, their second quarter uh, revenues. And their revenue for the last quarter was up 11% year, over, year on year. That's up 11% from $111 billion. So, you know, that's pretty pretty good number. When we talk about Google, Google was up huge. They saw 80% year-on-year growth full year in cloud investments. Uh, when we talk about Mike, uh, Amazon, Amazon is up double digits. I want to say 20-some-odd percent. Uh, Microsoft's cloud revenue grew 32%. They're seeing $10 billion in ad revenues. Amazon is seeing about $10 billion in ad revenues. 10 billion each. That's crazy. Um, one of my favorite stats, Amazon Web Services is now a 71 billion annualized run rate business. $71 billion per year. Apple's services were $72 billion in the last 12 months. Uh, their CEO, Luca Maestri, and I'm so sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly, I apologize, but Luca, the CFO, said that they're a $72 billion company just in services in the last 12 months, which, according to Luca, is the size of a Fortune 50 company. You know, these companies, these giants, have Fortune 50 companies embedded within them, which is crazy. <laughs> you know, that they're making so much revenue from these things. That's something that, you know, we really have to talk about. What a remarkable shift we continue to see. Because this isn't growth on small numbers. You know, it's one thing if you're a million-dollar company and you double your size or you go up, you know, 20%. Or if you're a $10 million company and you go up 20%. Or even a $100 million company and you go up, you know, 20%. These are companies that are generating tens of billions, if not $100 billion, and growing at 20% per year. That says so much about what a shift to digital we are still seeing. Massive, massive shift. Now, where are they putting their focus? Well, none of these are going to come as a surprise. You've heard me talk about content is king, customer experience is queen, and data is the crown jewels any number of times. And they remain large. But within them, they talked about very specific things. So first, content. Lots and lots of discussion from Facebook, from uh, Google, from Apple talking about partnerships with creators. Now, if you're not familiar with that term, there really is a shift in language. People used to talk about influencers on social, and they're talking more about creators now. And it's not that creators aren't influencers. It's also a recognition that the best partners in, these, in this area are those who are using the media to tell great stories. They're not just you know, talking about, oh my gosh, I did this thing. You know, they're really creating great audiences and great content that their audiences want to engage with. And if their audience is your audience, they're the sorts of people you want to partner with. 
So it's not just content that you're creating. It's content where you're partnering with others to create that great content and help you create that great content and help you tell a great story about your brand. One type of content in particular came up again and again and again, which is video. Um, you know, Google specifically talked a lot about YouTube, both short and long form video content and how important that is. Facebook talked a lot about how much it's, it listed reels as one of its core strategic investments for the coming year. Uh, reels is short term video, partly because TikTok is killing it. Uh, they called out TikTok by name. And essentially why that's so important for connecting with young adults. By the way, <laughs> I always talk about how adults, uh, uh, millennials are adults approaching 40. It was really weird to hear Mark Zuckerberg, who is a millennial, talking about, this was a quote, young adults. He's turning 37, or he is 37. He turns 38 this year. So clearly it goes to show that, you know, uh, millennials are growing up and becoming the actual adults, and now they want to connect with young adults using reels. That's really critical to their business. Full disclosure, video is something I encourage with my clients, and my clients are doing some tremendous work using video. It's something I don't use and probably need to do more of. Uh, you know, one of the things I did with this podcast was audio was a big part of my mobile strategy. If you uh, look at my numbers, if I share my numbers with you, or if I were to share my numbers with you, you would see that the overwhelming majority of people who listen to this podcast do so, do so on mobile. Uh, you're probably listening on a mobile device right now. And I did that very deliberately to, as part of the mobile strategy for my business. Um, what I haven't done is said, okay, how do we connect with video for this business? But I can tell you my clients are, and they're doing some tremendous things there. And clearly, when you hear what Facebook is saying, when you hear what Google is saying, even when you hear what people like uh, Apple or Amazon are saying with regard to Apple TV and with regard to Amazon Prime Video, they very much consider video core to their business success. They're just doing it more with a long-form video as opposed to short-form. Now, if that's content, let's talk about data is the crown jewels. And Satya Nadella of Microsoft loves giving me great quotes to use uh, in his opening remarks. He said that no asset is more strategic than data. In the next three years, we'll create more data than we did in the last 10. Clearly, your ability to use customer data in an appropriate way to inform your content strategy, to improve your targeting in ads and media is critical. So much so, Facebook specifically called out Apple's app tracking transparency, or ATT, uh, and the loss of conversion data as something that really hurt its results. And Facebook kind of got kicked in the teeth uh, in their most recent quarterly earnings. Uh, they did much worse than projected. And they basically said that, you know, ATT was a contributing factor. 
the, the big contributing factors for Facebook, and I'm not here to diss Facebook by any stretch. You know, they really talked about a number of factors that hurt them. But it was the app tracking transparency and it was, you know, people switching to TikTok, the loss of young adults. When they look at their seven, seven major investment priorities, their reels, which is their short-term video, short-form video, excuse me, uh, community messaging, um, which, by the way, I just saw my first ever WhatsApp ad campaign. It definitely suggests that Facebook is trying to diversify away from the core Facebook app. You know, they're getting hit there undoubtedly by things like Slack or Discord or Telegram. So Reels, uh, community messaging, commerce, which we'll talk more about in a second, ads, privacy, which I'm going to talk a lot more about in a second, AI, and the metaverse. And I'm going to talk about that in one more second. But the point here being that they definitely are seeing themselves get hurt by people switching to TikTok or switching to short-term, short-form video on other platforms and on their inability to get the data that they needed to make ads as effective as they wanted. Which brings up the next element of data that's really important. Privacy was a big topic across the board. Microsoft talked about it. Apple talked about it. Facebook talked about it. They said it was one of their seven core investment strategies going forward. It's just really, really key to what's going on. And what we're learning here is that you cannot build a business on personally identifiable information, or PII, that you don't get explicit permission to use. Privacy is playing an increasingly important role in your customer's decision-making process. And we're clearly seeing that in what these digital giants are talking about. Now, of course, I've talked about content as king. I've talked about data as the crown jewels a little bit. Let's talk about customer experience as queen. First, as mentioned, the ongoing shift to e-commerce continues. Even with the enormous growth we've seen to date, there's still a lot of potential to be realized. Again, Facebook talked about the fact that commerce is one of their core focuses. Google, both itself and in YouTube, is hugely important. Google spent an enormous amount of time talking about this. Uh, um, they, they spent a lot of their earnings call diving into e-commerce. To me, they see Amazon as their biggest competition. They've partnered with Shopify. They've talked about how they can connect ads on YouTube to commerce and buying what you see. Clearly, this is really important to them. Facebook as well talked about commerce as one of its core investments that it needs to do in the coming year. They talked about a live stream that they did where uh, John Mayer and a new brand, and I apologize, I want to say it's Laundress, but I may be mistaken, uh, partnered on a live stream shopping experience that generated $40,000 in revenue in an hour. So clearly, they're all thinking about commerce really, really critically and putting it at the core of their business and recognizing despite how big e-commerce is, there's still enormous, enormous opportunities to grow here. Um, Amazon talked about the fact that third-party sellers now represent over half of all sales on its platform. So lots of interesting things there. 
By the way, uh, one of the really fascinating things that I saw here was that, you know, Google talking about live shopping on YouTube. I find moves like that fascinating for a bunch of reasons. One is that it's always worth remembering that the second biggest search engine in the world, at least in terms of keyword volume, is YouTube. They clearly are seeing lots of connections between YouTube and commerce. Um, they cited specific companies where, uh, specific cases where companies are conducting shopping live stream uh, streams. And it makes me wonder what keyword volumes, what activity data tells them this. Because, you know, it's not nothing. They clearly see data that tells them this. I also have talked about this before, but I really think Google sees Amazon as one of its biggest competitors now. You know, their partnership with Shopify strongly suggests that they want something more there and recognize the, the risk or the threat to them that Amazon represents. The last customer experience thing that I want to talk about, of course, is that mobile remains huge. Uh, Apple said they now have an active installed base of 1.8 billion devices. That's about one Apple device for every four to four and a half people on the planet. That's crazy when you consider that their market share compared to Android devices is actually kind of small. They talked about they've paid developers more than $260 billion since the App Store's launch. That's $19 billion per year over the last 13 years, or about a billion six, $1.6 billion per month. Obviously, I'm straight-lining the numbers. They were undoubtedly much smaller in the early days and much larger today. But it gives you a sense of scale and a sense of mobile's importance in your customers' lives. The people building apps that sell on just one platform, just Apple's App Store, split a billion, $1.6 billion every month. That's about an annual wage. Uh, there's about a half million developers listed on the App Store today. So that's an annual wage of about 38000 bucks. which $38,000 isn't a huge number. But... That's pretty crazy. I mean, if, of course, some folks are making a ton more and some are making, you know, diddly squat, but it suggests how transformative this technology has been. Just by way of contrast, and I don't mean to diss the metaverse, but by way of contrast, you know, Facebook has said people have spent more than $1 billion on Quest Store content. That's total. That's less than Apple's App Store shares with developers in a single month. Not what people pay, what Apple pays out. So we're kind of in very, very early days here. You know, I, I don't mean to say that it won't happen. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of interesting things here, you know. But we're in very early days. Sometimes people like to ask, what inning are we in? You know, using baseball terms. And to me, it sounds like we're still just pulling into the parking lot outside the field. You know, it's a cool technology. There's something there eventually. But as I said at the top of the show, you can't do core and explore if you don't know what core is. And today, the metaverse 
no matter how you define it or how much you hear about it, just isn't core yet. Could be someday, but not today, not yet. The last big trend that people talked about, and this one gets outside our typical, you know, content is king, customer experience is queen, data is the crown jewels framing, but is the battle for talent. And just as a, for example, and everybody talked about this, everyone of the, the, the ag fam talked about this, but Amazon has 1.6 million employees. It has doubled in the last two years. Doubling your workforce is insane when you're starting with 800,000 people. They added 400,000 people in 2021 alone, more than 400,000 people. If you need entry-level, low-wage people, you're now always competing with Amazon if they have a service center anywhere close to you. By the way, if you're competing for high-skilled, high-tech talent, you're competing with the entire AgFam. You know, for instance, Amazon raised its maximum base pay uh, as part of its uh, compensation. They raised that from $160,000 to $350,000. So if it feels like labor is getting more expensive, and for many of you listening to this, I know it is, it is. So what have we learned from the AgFam? What have we learned from their earnings? We've learned that we're still living through a generational shift to digital, that that hasn't changed anytime soon. We've learned that content still is king, particularly when it's content sourced from creators and video content. We've learned that customer experience is queen, that the ongoing shift to e-commerce continues and continues to grow at remarkable rates, and that mobile remains the way your customers want to interact with the content and the services that you offer. We've learned that data is the crown jewels, but especially that privacy plays a key role in how we actually use that data and that we need to focus more on privacy and protecting that data as if our entire business depended on it. And we've learned that talent is getting more expensive and probably will be for some time to come. And at last, there may be some explore opportunities in the metaverse but we're not quite there yet. So don't lean in too hard until you see it work better in the real world. So I plan to tell you what's going on with Shopify when I hear about that in a week or so. I plan to tell you more as we learn more, but that seems like a really good place to wrap up for this week. And looking at the clock on the wall, we are way out of time for this week. I want to remind you, you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 338. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find there to have Things Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Things Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. Actually, wherever any podcast is found. <laughs> While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. 
If you like what you hear today, if you like the show, it would mean so much to me. It helps other listeners learn about it. It helps them find the podcast. It helps them understand what the show is all about. And of course, it helps get the word out about Things Out Loud. And it means just so much for me personally. You can also find Things Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates. You can find us on LinkedIn by going to linkedin.com slash Associates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And, of course, you can email me. Just send an email to podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. As always, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Things Out Loud is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment provides an amazing suite of search tools to provide search as a service for large enterprise websites. Solo Segment focuses on business results, not search results, with easy automated tools that help customers find the content that matters to them and helps drive business results for you. They do this all while protecting customer privacy and improving your business results. You can learn more about Solo Segment and all the outstanding work that they do by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. With that said, I want to say just one more time how much I very much appreciate you tuning in every single week. It means the world to me. I would not do this show without you. You're the reason this whole show exists. So with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, a great weekend, and I'll look forward to speaking with you here on Thinks Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as always, take care, everybody. Thank you.